Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our last session here. What benefits do people want? Here's an idea. Why don't you ask them? (laughs) Wendy, I'm going to tell you. And everyone, I'm JC, by the way. It's a pleasure to be back here. I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I think one of the biggest things that, that people want, Wendy, is continued training and content that that they want, that they feel is valuable. And to that, it's our pleasure to continue doing this for you through Aurora Training Advantage, through the HR lady, Wendy Sellers. It's such a joy. So happy to be back here. What do employees want? I'm going to tell you right now. Some of them just want time off and to be left alone. They don't want to hear from you. <laughs> they don't want to fill out any more HR forms. They do, they, they're already on board. They just want to get paid and be left alone. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> don't leave your employees completely alone because they may think that you don't care about them at all. And, right, right. You know, I, I, I probably say this in, on most of the podcasts that we were due together is that, you know, surveys are awesome because you actually ask people what do they want and then, then you act on it. But if you don't plan on acting, then don't ask. And I, I truly mean that. Um, not not just being sarcastic, but if you're asking anybody, people you live with, uh, your family members, your neighbors, or if you're asking them for ideas and then you just choose to ignore them, they're going to stop talking to you. And then they're going to say, just leave me alone. <laughs> That's quite true. Look, uh, Ben Benefits Outlook Survey, it surveyed over 300 businesses on how they've adapted their benefits offerings to this new world of work over the past few years. And through this survey... Trying to find out some of the things that popped at the top of the list. Physical health programs. Here's your top 10. Physical health programs, mental health programs, employee engagement efforts, child care assistance, flexible scheduling. There's one hand. Let's get the other hand open. Keep going. The option to continue working remotely, pet insurance, flexible PTO, financial wellness programs, and personalized benefit options. A lot of, a lot of what we've already talked about to a degree. This is great. We're on target. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so much. Uh, you know, the the old uh, the days of just offering people here's the cookie cutter are they they need to be gone because we have many generations in the workforce. You know, so a wide variety of ages with a ri- wide variety of needs. Um, we have a lot of people that. Um, maybe single or in, in a relationship with or without kids. We're having more and more uh, adults without kids. And so, you know, the family plans may seem like you may have an amazing family, say, health insurance plan, but that doesn't help the single person who's maybe healthy and says, I take care of my own stuff. I don't need that health. Can I get that value, though? Right. Uh, that costs you $1,000. Can I get that 800 bucks in my check now? Because I don't need it, but my coworkers getting it, and it's a it's a tough one because there's laws that protect the benefits specifically for health insurances, so that it's not discriminatory. But in the big picture, it kind of is, right? Or or maybe you have coverage through your significant other who works somewhere else, 
So now you are not of a health insurance burden to said employer. And now that employer doesn't have to pay you anymore. They already agreed on what that salary is. So you're taking a pay cut by being there. Yeah, kind of. Right. I mean, uh, these are these are real conversations that I'm sure many of you HR professionals that are listening have actually had employees ask you about if you do offer a health benefit. Um, There are things called opt out benefits where a a, so say I have insurance through somebody else for whatever it is. And I say, I'm going to opt out of your your plan. And when I do that, you're going to pay me extra money in my paycheck every week, every other week, so that I don't get on your health insurance plan. Yeah. The catch 22 there. I mean, I, you know, if, if you, if you give people the opt out benefit, many companies make them prove that they have health insurance somewhere else so that they're not just taking the money. And, um, now they don't have any benefits if they're sick. You got to look at your state laws. Um, I personally am not a fan of saying we want everyone to have health insurance. And if you have it somewhere else, we'll give you money, but you got to prove it because we don't trust you. Listen, you hired adults. If they don't want health insurance and they want to take the money, that's on them. You may think that you're doing the right thing by controlling them and mandating that they are healthy. But if somebody chooses to not be healthy, if you give them health insurance or not, they're not going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You've, so, got, you've got a great point there. You know, so um, remember, we're not their moms. We're not their dads. We're not their spouses. We are their employers and we should be there to guide, to educate, to coach and counsel. But they're adults. And once they're educated, they should be making their own decisions. You, Some you, other, you, you brought up something ahead. great there. Uh, guide, educate, coach, and counsel. Look, if, if your company provides stock options and other more complex types of compensation, you could start thinking about financial wellness benefits as well, providing your employees with resources that they need to make the most of what is available to them is a gesture that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. You're probably already working with accountants, financial advisors, maybe even banks, so why not inquire about benefits that they could provide directly to your employees? There's something to consider. Absolutely, yeah, great point. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, most of the most of you listening uh, probably have you know a corporate bank account with your with a bank, a bank or many banks. Uh, you know what? Make them work for your money. Say, hey, you need to come into my organization virtually or in person and host lunch and learns for my employees so that they are they have a financial wellness class and that they understand um you know how to get a loan how to pay off debt uh things like that most of the banks are going to do this stuff for free or very very cheap because that's added value for you hiring them and keeping them as your bank think about that with every vendor that you that you use so not just the health insurance but the banks the the gyms everything oh yeah not just about financial wellness about mental health care what about that are you going to have mental health care you know lunch and learns um or individual coaching courses for example or or sessions that maybe you'll pay for on behalf of your employee even though you don't have to have health insurance. Oh, big time. A discount automotive maintenance programs. Also something else to consider going into group buys in that regard. Look, all of these unique measures, this is all what fuels your desire to provide exceptional service that will make you unrivaled in your industry. You just got to open up the parameters 
think outside the box a little bit and, and see where you can push those boundaries. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about in, in the last session or the one before about, you know, maybe doing charity days um, and volunteering, uh, volunteering at charities and paying your employees to do so. I do encourage you to do it as group activities so that at least a handful of employees are doing it together, if not a whole group of employees throughout the year. So it helps build that camaraderie. Again, you're less likely to walk away from your friend when you've had a bad day at work versus your boss who you don't necessarily <laughs> like. So those charity days, you know, it helps build that engagement and that morale and that friendship. And it kind of, you know, it's the glue that holds it together a little yeah. bit. And for certain charities, depending on what they're having you do, you may help employees learn skills. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have on a guest from uh, Habitat for Humanity. And so tune into that. But I used to volunteer and I still volunteer a lot for Habitat for Humanity. I just do it on the HR side now. But we used to physically get groups of employees to volunteer there. And I learned uh, how to put a roof on. I learned how to you know, do things in the house that I wouldn't have normally known. But now my employer, you know, got this event together. And then I was taught an actual skill that had nothing to do with work. And then when I bought a house, I knew how to fix things. Huge benefit. Huge. Wendy, sometimes the employees themselves can provide such, such greater feedback than what we could even try to imagine out of our crystal ball. And online surveys can save money and collect responses very quickly. Paper surveys, on the other hand, they're, they're critical in reaching out to hard-to-reach groups that don't have immediate access to the Internet, let that be in warehouses or delivery personnel, etc. But when we think about surveying our employees and trying to get that proper feedback the right way, to move forward with taking a look at some out-of-the-box benefits. What are, what are some things we might want to keep in mind when we try to survey or talk to our employees? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Uh, number one, you have already mentioned, is make sure the survey is accessible in a format that your particular employees can, can um, access. So maybe 70% of your employees have internet access and you actually provide a computer or you know, a tablet that they can log into and complete the survey. If the rest are, do not, um, you know, it's going to need to be paper or one-on-one -on -one survey. And then in a, in the language, literally the language that they can understand if, whether that's, you know, English, Spanish, whatever it might be. So that's the number one thing. The other thing is don't overcomplicate it in the beginning, you know, keep it simple. Uh, we know the rule, you know, the kiss rule, keep it simple and make sure that you are, not just saying, hey, what do you want? Because they may go, I don't know, give me some options. So give them options like, hey, we're thinking of offering these, I don't know, seven benefits. Please rank them in the importance for you. And then if you can get more information from each individual employee, not their name, but just I'm answering this as an individual. I'm answering this as a member of a large oh, family. Yeah. I'm answer an answering this as... Um, uh, an individual who's unmarried but living with somebody else. So give them the options of the demographic. So then you could say, okay, now I could, you know, sort this a little bit different. And then, you know, once you go back and analyze it, make sure you talk about it to your employees. This is what we ask. This is the feedback that we get. Because hey, one person... You, 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 you brought it up right there in, in the past few sentences, though, explaining the significance of data autonomy as well. 
Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. anonymity. I mean, employees are going to be more likely to provide that honest and accurate feedback if they feel confident that their responses are going to be kept confidential. And even to that, sometimes using a third-party provider to administer their survey, like a HR consultant, someone of that nature, you're not going to call an MC like me to do that. But you might turn to the HR lady, <laughs> Wendy Sellers, to do it. I'm going to tell you that right now. And when it's done by the third-party provider and administered independently, it's one way to ensure that your employee confidentially remains uh, confidentiality remains intact through that process. I'm sorry, I had to jump right. in with that. No, it's perfect. It, I mean, I was going down that route as well. And, and the other thing I wanted to say is the, the transparency of here are the results. Because one person may have felt really, really strongly about uh, one benefit, but when they see the results, they can see that 90% of their coworkers were like, no, that's not what you want. And so that person may not be so um, upset or vocal or, you know, you know, throwing the towel in there. They may say, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was so different than everybody else. We're not going to please everybody. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, though. It's critical. It's critical to communicate those survey results to all your employees, whether they're positive or negative, and inform everybody as soon as possible so that it demonstrates the organization's commitment to employee well-being and to express the importance of employee feedback to the organization and your belief in transparency. And then when you're done, just give them the rest of the day off, too. Why not? Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> One final comment that, you know, I wanted to to make is um, the, these making things a big deal. So, you know, having ceremonies, having celebrations oh, yeah. um, for, you know, if you have a company sports team and you guys, you, you, uh, you won the league or you just have a couple sports teams you know, having an award ceremony, uh, making it a big deal, years of service. Now, if you have um, have recently or always have had a lot of high turnover, you might want to go slow with the years of service one because you need to build it up. But you need to give people a pat on the back and have fun with it. And it should be not just a big event, but it should be a big deal. And it shouldn't be just haphazardly thrown together. You want to have it organized and have somebody like JC, who is an MC of everything, to <laughs> run it. So it seems like it's very, very important. Ladies and gentlemen, employee appreciation is especially important if you are a manager. Think about this. According to Glassdoor's employee appreciation survey, 53% of people said feeling more appreciation from their boss would definitely help them stay at the company longer. Despite the fact that 68% said that their boss already shows them enough appreciation. So it's, it's imperative if you are holding that billet, if you are in those shoes, even if you're not necessarily a, a manager, but you are an essential leader on your team, leading up, managing up, whoever you are, you know who you are as that natural leader listening to this podcast right now. And you know, like I do, that you have the power to affect change. It's all about. Absolutely hope and change yeah listen we're not all um we're not all going to be you know southwest airlines where we can give our employees free and unlimited flights for for the employees and their dependents but you know think think big anyway and and figure out how you can fit it in your budget this year and something in your budget next year ask your employees what you want listen what they want listen to them and do what you can to make it happen above all be transparent Thanks, everybody, for your time here today. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, you know how to reach me. 
on LinkedIn or Wendy at thehrlady.com. We enjoy interacting with the thousands of All Access members through Aurora Training Advantage every week. Feel free to reach out and get in touch with us at any time. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.